Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. April 23rd, 2019, SmackDown Live. Spoiler alert, Kevin Owens is a heel and all is right with the world. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan, Raj Geary. Matt, how are you feeling about SmackDown tonight? That you have to be the world's biggest idiot to befriend Kevin Owens. <laughs> yes. But we bought it, hook, line, and sinker. Well, for purposes of kayfabe, maybe. Maybe. No. We were hoping, and we got this, too. Two week, two shows in a row, Bobby Roode, now Kevin Owens. I love it. Yeah. Need no, more I heels. Mean, yeah, I mean, it was clear they were going with Kevin Owens and, and Kofi at Money in the Bank. There was nothing else built, you know, so... Uh, it's clear they're going that way. It was just when are they going to turn him? I almost thought they'd wait a week until next week and then do a tag match with Kofi and KO against Nakamura and Rusev and then turn him in that. But they did it this week. They still got three episodes to go before Money in the Bank. But yeah, I, I mean, I think it gives Kofi something. He needed something. Daniel Bryan's no word on what his issue is. So uh, this is the next best thing. And I, I think uh, I, I thought it was done well. Yeah. So Daniel Bryan, we don't know what's going on. Speculation is abound, but he was not backstage at SmackDown tonight, correct? Yeah, yeah. He hasn't been at any events, any live events, nothing since WrestleMania. Why? His contract's up? No, uh, he was injured, but they're oh. being really quiet on this injury. So obviously it's the scary thing knowing his history and everything. So yeah. um, you know, hopefully it's hopefully he will we'll find out when we find out, but right now there's no word. Because he's on SmackDown. In my opinion, he's been like the most underrated wrestler this year. When you really break it down, how important has that guy been to that damn brand? With do you know what I mean? Because usually it was the house that AJ Styles built, right? When AJ was running that show for the most part, AJ carried it. And then when Daniel Bryan came and became heel, I didn't like it. I was like, what are they doing? They just totally J Brone AJ out of this at, at the top spot. And AJ earned this. But dude, Daniel Bryan kept cranking it up, 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 up. Every week he got better. And he, in my opinion, was one of the best promos in both shows at, for, for quite a while, I would argue. One of the more entertaining acts, great in the ring as usual, but his 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 character, I'm saying, was really, like, not enough people talked about it, I didn't think. I agree with you. I think he's been the wrestler of the year so far. I mean, we're only, oh, you yeah. know, a few months in, but I, I think he's the best on promos. I don't think anyone's better than he's been. Uh, the stuff he was doing on Kofi uh, to build up that match, I thought yeah. he's fantastic. His matches oh. have been great. And he, he, you believe his character. He doesn't come across like he's reading a scripted promo. So I think he's just yeah. been fantastic. It's really, uh, you know, I, a year ago, I wouldn't have thought as Daniel Bryan as right. being a heel. Uh, just because he's just so damn popular, he was so damn popular with the fans. But he pulled it off, and he just ran with it. I, th- I think I agree with you. I think he's been the MVP of both brands. Um, I mean, has he done this twice? I mean, Team Hell, no. I remember all that. But like, was there a yes chance, and then it went to no, 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 and then it come back to yes, where it got super popular, and he won his belt finally at Mania. Then he went back to no just now. Did he right. do it twice? He did the no, no, no stuff for uh, before First. it like the yes, yes, really. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like, like it was dude, just, it was like a, right, yeah, it was a small section <laughs> of fans that were doing the yes, 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 and then he started doing the no, 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 and then uh, team hell no, and then he became babyface, and it just became gigantic, and pretty much been there except for that short period where he joined the Wyatt family for a few weeks. I, I, virtually impossible if you wrote that on paper, like, hey, go do this. I'm like, yeah, right, nobody <laughs> could make these people boo him, no way, I don't care right. what you make me, if I'm the writer, I would have him go commit murder, and no one's gonna boo him, no way. <laughs> yeah, no, Daniel Bryan, I mean, you could tell he was into it, he was into making this character work, and he did, so, hoping he can come back soon, hoping, uh, yeah. you know, everything's okay, because he's just been on fire. The most entertaining yeah. wrestler, uh, in in my opinion, in the business as far as combining the promos aspect yeah. of it and the and the wrestling aspect. And, and even though I'm not a huge fan of the whole Earth Nugget Tree Hugger stuff, I, I'm not. I'm a fan of him feeling it and believing it himself. But oh my god, him and Roman Reigns though, bro. Yeah, that yeah, could be really good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. 
That being said, I, I hope he's well. I do not wish ill upon the man at all. Uh, I think a little time off the air is mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And I think that let this Kevin Owens Kofi feud play out, then bring Daniel back immediately I, after. I think that is good. You're a good call as far as building another top, top heel. And maybe this gives KO a little bit more breathing room than what they did a horrible job of when reintroducing him did not do bringing him in as a baby face sandwiching him in there where there really wasn't any room yeah 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 i just think i think to your point glenn i think almost everyone could use a little time off here and there throughout the year so it keeps them fresh you know charlotte was off the tv right now through this next pay-per-view i think charlotte did great tonight by the way but i still think she feels a little overexposed if you you know, kept her off until Money in the Bank, then brought her back after that, and then had her beat Becky for the title at the next pay per view. I think it would be, you know, it's just one of those. Uh, it, it just adds a little pep when they come back when they've been off of TV for a little bit. And let's talk about it now because we're on the subject. Could you imagine Charlotte's getting some heat online, mixed reaction from the crowd about Charlotte facing Becky at Money in the Bank? Could you imagine if we didn't see Charlotte for a while? Uh, Money in the Bank. Becky has two matches wins mm-hmm. both of them to keep the title charlotte shows up on the next smackdown and says okay yeah but you still never you still didn't pin me for that <clears> title <throat> set it up from there okay. i think that would have been a cata uh, catapult back to the what's, limelight great. What, what's the heat though uh, on twitter with charlotte we've seen how many times have we seen this is she's i guess these fans are spoiled i mean yeah we have but i'm sorry i like watching great wrestlers wrestle i, I, I could watch her over and over i just think um and you have it seems to me <laughs> It seems like what they're doing is, I mean, the plan for a long time was for Becky to be on Raw and take over Ronda Rousey's spot on Raw as the top female. Charlotte would be the top on SmackDown. seems like they're just going there quick. You know, they get there, they do this match. Yeah, we've seen it a bunch of times. But after that, they're on separate brands and they kind of go their own Mm -hmm. ways. So, I'm, you know, I'm for it. I'd rather they have waited a little bit, but um, get it out of the way. Have Becky on Raw, Charlotte on SmackDown. Yeah. Her, her promo we'll get into it go ahead sorry so we open up with shane mcmahon coming to the ring and giving <laughs> a soliloquy on why you shouldn't punch people's fathers um, <laughs> that was pretty funny yeah roman reigns came out and it looked like they were going to get into it but then elias joined the fray so now we're getting this interesting feud in the build-up to elias versus roman uh money in the bank with shane Kind of being Elias' sidekick or Elias being Shane's sidekick was uh, what we got out of this promo segment. What do you think about Roman and Elias working together? Again, they just came over from Raw together yeah. to SmackDown. What do you think I, about that? I, I think they're both greasy-haired, bearded guys, right? <laughs> just throw Seth Rollins in there while we're at a virtual threat. I think they're two. They're, they're similar looking, but they're not similar looking. I know that, that shouldn't really matter, but they kind of are in mm-hmm. a weird way, right? They're both built, both tall, both, but more importantly, their hair is their beard. It doesn't feel fresh, even though, because like you said, they're both coming from the same brand. But I normally would love Shane being paired with Elias. I really normally would if Elias's character wasn't this musical guy. If he didn't do this musical act, if he was just any of the rest of this would be great. I just don't know how. Maybe I'll, hopefully we get proven wrong and this does work and Shane is able to somehow, um, you know, coincide with Elias and bring him up and raise his stock. And he does get that McMahon rub, you know what I mean? And it works. I hope it does. Cause we need Elias to really be brought up. We do. I mean, he, you see how he looks. I mean, he's jacked. Um, yes, he is. And I think the, the music stuff, it got him over. It got him to be where he is, but yeah, I agree with you. I think he needs, it's becoming comical. It's becoming redundant. He needs to tone it down a little, become yeah. his own character, become his own thing, not a gimmick and uh, evolve. You know, we're seeing Bray Wyatt right now uh, changing it up. And I, I think he needs a little bit of that. I'm not saying a complete uh, overhaul, but drop right. the guitar, maybe tone down the music stuff a little bit, not play it every time, uh, maybe once in a while. And just, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just just change up, change it up. Well, and the internet streams are dashed, at least on social media, because everyone was hoping Elias would be in the Money in the Bank ladder match, win the contract, and then carrying it around in a Money, money in the Bank guitar case for uh his tenure 
I don't know if you saw that image that made the rounds on social media all last week. So it's going to be Elias versus Roman. At Look, I'm, not, I'm the, I, it's not the most exciting feud, Roman versus Elias, but it gives Roman someone to beat his first pay-per-view you know, with SmackDown. And, I mean, who else would you put Roman with right now? You don't want <laughs> to put him in with Lars yet. You don't want Daniel Bryan's away. But if he wasn't, I, I still think you don't want to do that right off no, the bat. Not right away. You're right. So, I, I mean, I just don't know who else. Andrade is not ready. Um, Can't have him with Finn. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. 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 So, Ooh, there's really, like, no one else right now. Randy Orton, I guess. Has, have they done anything before? They've been wrestling at house shows since he's been uh, on SmackDown. Well, like, and, yeah, they had a SummerSlam TV. match when uh, when the Shield first split up. Okay. And, and they had a little feud. But, yeah, I'm sure they're going to go to uh, Reigns versus Orton after Elias. But for a first, few, for a first match at Money in the Bank... <laughs> Those promos could be good, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Or in Reigns. Did you watch part two of uh, The Chronicle with Roman and his leukemia recovery? Yes. I thought it was very interesting when he said he doesn't care if he's not in a universal title picture this WrestleMania, next WrestleMania. I wonder if he's saying he almost doesn't want to be right back at that top level right now. I don't think he he is. He doesn't need that championship, I would argue, at this point in the game. And I think he understands that. He doesn't need it. I mean, look, yeah. he, he just got, they just rolled out the red carpet. Michael Cole on that interview set of the shield dinner. And I just called him the cornerstone of SmackDown. The dude hasn't even, he just <laughs> got there and um, just completely right over rough shot over Daniel Bryan immediately without even, you know, hesitating. It, it, you know what I mean? He called him the cornerstone of SmackDown immediately. Seth Rollins, your universal champion, you know? Yeah. And so uh, he doesn't need the title. He doesn't. And he could be like how Cena was, where you just yes. put him in the world title picture whenever you need it. You know, you have him feud with other guys. If you're if you don't have a built, ready built world, world title challenger. You and here's the difference, Raj. Here's the difference. I wish he would get the credit. And we used to kill him on here all the time, not because we weren't we didn't think he was good or anything, just because we were sick of WWE shoving him down our throat like you did to all the fans, like they did to all the fans. Right. We got annoyed with it. But I wish the fans would finally. And I think they are. But not over the leukemia portion where they, you know, they, they relax off him because look what he just went through. Holy crap. Hell and back. And here he is. You know what I mean? What a great story. I think that's why they backed off him. But I wish they would back off him to finally look at him and go, holy crap. He's better than we thought he was. He hmm. doesn't need a championship belt. He's not bitching about not being a champion like right. others that you just mentioned would have. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think for some fans, though, I think that the leukemia diagnosis give gave him uh, more of a backstory and more adversity because that was the thing. Everyone assumed that he was just handed these opportunities because of his family lineage, because Vince saw something in him. I think knowing that he's overcome something to a portion of the fan base, they respect him now in a weird way. And I mean, I know that sounds really callous to say like, oh, well, leukemia no, made him credible to a portion of the fan base. But I think, I think that is, that is absolutely true. I think they take him more seriously now because he's, he struggled and we know about it. Yeah. I mean, what do you really say to that? You know, this, the crappy part, there are times where I hear the fans start to rumble a little bit with him and I'm going, yeah. wow, you guys are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you are all going to hell in a handbasket. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, I felt like even with SmackDown tonight, I think you heard a, a little smattering of booze when Reigns is out there. But I also do think, uh, uh, you know, we've talked about it for years. It'd be great. I, I don't know if they turn turn him heel yet, but at some point, if they turn him heel and let him run with that and show a different a different uh, aspect of his uh, of his character, I think it'd I be great. Wish Raj they could play. I don't know how they can get this done, but what they need to do is play those. Actually, the, the one that Glenn's just talking about, that that the last diary, about when they show him talking to the little girl and talking to all these other cancer survivors and leukemia survivors specifically. And what, like, that's a shoot. That's not an act. He's not BSing. He's not like going through the motions. You could tell when Randy does it. You could tell at times when John does it even. But you can tell, oh boy, here really is that invested in those little kids. And they got to play that somehow on USA. I don't know how they pay for the rights to do that, but they've got to do it because they could never, because by doing that, he could be the babyface for the next five or 10 years. No one's going to want to see him as a heel. I'm being serious. Yeah. Like he really is a shoot baby face in real life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've said it before many times on this podcast with the, with the guys we interview. I mean, I'm sure the guys you've talked to, Matt, and the guys you're friends with, really Reigns is like the one guy I never hear anything negative about. 
Like, dude, oh, yeah. that early to be a locker room leader? Like, dude, yeah. that doesn't just happen. When I was, it was Undertaker for like 300 years, and then like JBL, guys <laughs> like that, but like forever, right? Like, and then wasn't even really Cena. Like, and then all of a sudden, like Roman Reigns is. I was like, holy crap, that dude commands a lot of respect, obviously, then. Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Elias left Roman laid out with the drift away. He went back with Shane McMahon and uh, they set up that match for money in the bank. Roman versus Elias. I'm sure Shane will be involved. Perhaps he will jump off something. Stay tuned for that. Um, you think they go to Shane and reigns after that? I, I thought that's where they were going tonight before Elias came Same out. Here. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought too. You know, and that, I mean, that was snarky it about like, oh, this is the feud we've all been waiting for, you know? <laughs> Roman versus Shane because the segment was to be Vince. It was supposed to be Vince, and mm. uh, you know he didn't never obviously change at the last minute or or whatever. But yeah, I think Vince uh, did all uh, the flexing and dick swinging he needed to today with that Starcast announcement. I think Vince <laughs> was like, "I'm good. My ego's good." Yeah, we'll we'll get to that uh, after, after SmackDown. Um. So after that, we had Kevin Owens backstage with the New Day. Uh, hyping up the main event tonight of Kofi versus Nakamura. More on that later. But then Finn Balor versus Andrade. Finn picking up the win this time on a non-title match. Did they explain hmm. why Andrade is now on SmackDown? No. And I was... It's such weak storytelling. I mean, Andrade did a little promo saying, I'm, I'm coming after Finn or something like that. But that's, again, that's... So all you have to do to switch a brand is be wanting to come after somebody. <laughs> you know, why don't they give a storyline reason for Andrade being moved? Do, do something. I, you know, I came up yeah. with something on Twitter. Someone asked, well, well what you do? And I, I just came up with something real quick off the top of my head. Yeah. And uh, it took me it took me two, you know, 10 seconds to come up with uh, with something. And Raj, that Spanish demographic, that the Hispanic demographic that you, you alluded to but on Fox has put you know, as maybe as what WWE is trying to put out there, they should have went with that. He should have went with that in his promo, actually, and saying, I'm too damn valuable to the powers that be. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would have been interesting. Talking about Fox and saying they, you know what I mean? And then brag about that to a degree without really saying, because you can't say Fox yet, right? Right. Yeah, they, they need me on this because, yes. Yeah, they need me on this show. Actually, Zelina should have said that. Zelina should have been yes, cutting that promo. Yes, yes. The, the problem is that they don't have the Raw and SmackDown authorities anymore. So no. you can't have one person being like, oh, I drafted so-and-so from Raw or I brought someone from SmackDown because mm. there's there's not that, uh, that person in that role. But by having that, you can do so much more. You could be like, you, if Stephanie and Shane were still in those roles, they could have had uh, Stephanie being on tonight or Shane being on, being like, Stephanie, you took Samoa Joe and Cesaro. We were supposed to keep, keep this evening. Even I'm bringing back Andrade, you know, I'm bringing yeah. back Andrade something. I think it was the first draft. Um, me and Nathan Jones debuted on SmackDown, and Paul Heyman just had a left field, unscripted, wrote, you know, Eric Bischoff, I outscooped I, uh, Stone Cold and Eric Bischoff, I outscooped you both. I got the first round draft choice right here, Matt Morgan and Nathan Jones. Like, he just pulled that out of his butt. And then, boom, I get looked at like a first draft pick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he was the authority figure of the show, so it worked. Yeah. That's why we need a GM back. Even the thing with Shane, like if the McMahons, if the McMahons hate Roman so much, why is he on SmackDown? Why is he Why is he working there? You know what I mean? We need someone like Foley to justify why he's there and play off that with that tension. Yeah. So uh, the word back again now, why Andrade was moved was because him and charlotte are you know dating possibly right. now there's a you know there have been rumors now it's out in tmz so i think it's fair <laughs> to talk about it but that they might yeah. be engaged um I'm happy and, she's a really good girl good person yeah, yeah yeah and and a lot of charlotte getting a is getting a lot of crap for it but it's like why you know like all the other she couples is? are kept together yeah yeah people are like oh charlotte got her let way yeah that's bs let me be very clear about this and i watched it happen so many men in years past would be able to have their girl on their show and i'm not talking wife i'm not even talking girlfriend i'm talking <laughs> rezat brothers and um just so happened to be a performer um and uh do you know what i'm saying and i they were able to get their rats to stay on the brand like, are you kidding me? So now when the tables are turned and it's a female who's now not doing it with rap, but somebody that she actually loves and is maybe one day marry, nobody can take it. That's double standard and that's bullshit. It is. No, no one would said anything when Undertaker was had Michelle McCool on the same brand or John Cena and Nikki Bella or, you know, nope. countless others. So exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, Charlotte should not be getting crap for that. I mean, everybody no. would want to be on the same brand if they can. Wake you know? up, people. She's a main event act. Get used to it. Yeah. And Finn Balor won that match with the coup de gras tonight against Andrade. So Andrade beat Finn on Raw a couple weeks back. I guess they're in a feud now. We'll a little see. 50-50. One of those you yeah. beat me, I beat yeah. you feuds. The action is always good, at least. Absolutely. Great matches. I think on the promos, though... Zelina's got to do more talking and they got to give yes. Finn uh, some energy to come back with something. Give them a story. You know, I was saying um, have, you know, as far as Andrade moving to SmackDown, have him under a mask attacking Finn for a couple of weeks. And then he gets unmasked. It's un- it's him. And he's been, you know, cause they had their separate careers internationally before Andrade has been wanting Finn forever. And Finn keeps escaping. Like by the time Andrade got to NXT, Finn then just left. Andrade finally gets to raw and then Finn leaves. And so this was finally his way to get there. That hmm. explains why he goes to SmackDown. Finn begs for, you know, a match with Andrade. Andrade beats Finn. So now he's on SmackDown and they have this feud over the summer, you know, with okay. a backstory, you know, I dig it. That's good enough. That's good enough to get things going. Yeah. Yeah. It gives them something and, and gives them a reason to be feuding as opposed to just trading wins. Mm-hmm. And I think Andrade could bring back um, some theatricality to this that he hasn't had since he's been in the WWE going against someone like Finn. If Finn's going to do the demon or something, I don't know. This could be be something because he just wrestles right now. He, he he doesn't really cut any promos. He just wrestles. He he flicks his collar and and wrestles. (laughs) Flicks his collar. (laughs) Doesn't even pop it. He just flicks it. it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kerry Sane versus Peyton Royce tonight. We had Paige out in the ring with Kari and Asuka. They were interrupted by, uh, or no, they were shown a uh, backstage footage of Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville confronting Paige mm-hmm. about uh, not doing an absolution reunion, uh, reunion, but instead going with Kari and Asuka. And we got Kari versus Peyton Royce tonight. The tag team champs again lost in singles competition. How are the Iconics elevating these women's tag team championships? They're not. They're not. They're obviously not, Glenn. And that took forever for you to get to, for the record. Well, I have to recap everything. I have to Um, recap everything. Some people don't watch the programming. They just watch this podcast. No, they don't. Raj has made that abundantly clear that people come to this show that don't watch the actual show sometimes, right? Yes. So they're waiting on a result. So anyways, just busting your balls. Um, You're right. They're not doing anything for the titles. I did like the, the, the connection there of um them talking about page and wanting to do a reunion i, li- I like that i like that attention mm-hmm. to detail. i thought that was cool um but the iconics i was so excited because i thought the titles would help really elevate them and make them get to those other girls level like to some degree that we're in that four-way tag match at mania you know what i mean but yeah. it is not working that way I mean, they have they've killed those titles in record time. I mean, it, and it's not fair. We, we okay, let's reword that. Let's reword that because they're young, they're new. Let's not say they killed it. Let's say no. I mean, WWE creative team. Yeah, you know I'm saying WWE as as far as beating the Iconics nonstop since they've won the belts. Ridiculous. Um, every every match except for one where they beat a couple of local enhancements. Now, yeah, I don't mean the Iconics. I mean WWE because think about just a month ago how exciting it seemed like you were going to have this one set of titles that was going to go to nxt and smackdown and raw and, and be defended on all the different shows yeah sasha and bailey showing up in nxt and it just seemed like something different something new very cool bailey and sasha lost it for no real reason no um reason. you know again they could have done a real feud with the iconics ending with the iconics winning it after a while so that win meant something meant and, and have they a just classic beat. match along the way because the iconics no offense to them I'm not recalling a classic match they've had on the main roster. Raj, no, they've not had a signature Hallmark card, uh, Hallmark match yet, benchmark match. They have not. Right. So long feud with Sasha and Bailey would have done them some good, like working with two good workers who can help them in the ring. And uh, it could have got them ready for an eventual title shot. But I mean, title run. But now, I mean, it's just the titles mean nothing. They uh, iconics are presented as a joke. They went, they lose quickly. Look, I wouldn't have beaten Kyrie Sane either. You could have had a Kyrie Sane beat somebody else. The iconics beat somebody. Um, but I mean, this is the way they went. I mean, I, I, I love Kyrie saying, I hope, I hope they go with her and Oscar sooner than later. So, you know, the, they, the company doesn't ground the belts too much. Cause I don't think they would beat Kyrie saying and Oscar that, that often right off the beginning. Mm-hmm. Hope not. So 
Kari won that with the insane elbow. Got the easy win on Peyton Royce tonight. She's After- great, by the way. Kyrie oh, Sane is yeah. awesome. Oh, how money is she? And she's again the charisma and everything too. Like not just uh, not just in the ring. Love her selling. Love her baby face. Yeah, and she's such was- a natural baby face. Yeah. Such a natural baby face. Yeah, well, while standing tall, Mandy and Sony Deville came out mocking Kari and Asuka. Mm-hmm. Staring them down. And then Jinder Mahal's music hit. They did this again. Jinder and the Singh brothers came out. No transition. Explaining what was going on. Um, Stupidness. That's all. But <laughs> Jinder was set to face Chad Gable. Chad Gable entering to the American Alpha music. Mm-hmm. No Bobby, uh, no Robert Rude robe on him. And uh, then he uh, got ambushed by Lars Sullivan, who then went to the <laughs> Beat up, beat up Jinder, beat up the Singh brothers, and then our truth came out and Sullivan <laughs> beat him up for good measure. So. Yeah, I mean, the I basic build for Lars—the same stuff they were doing with Braun. Uh, Chad Gable looked like he he was uh, rolling around in a tub of Crisco before he came out. Like he was, he was greasy as hell. But um, yeah, I mean, it's this is all about building Lars. It is, but I wouldn't have thrown him in that. He just broke up. You know I know. what I mean? Unless they don't see anything in him, which I don't know how you dealt with that guy. He's yeah. in immaculate shape. He's improved in the ring. I thought he was always a pretty decent damn promo. They just didn't keep giving him the, the, the mic or the ball, rather. NXT, he cut good promos. Well, I don't yeah, and I guess he's a baby face that. again, right? It's, it's, yeah. He seemed like he was baby face-ish, even though he just turned a few weeks ago. Um, I think unless you're Kurt Angle and have a gold medal, they do not see value in that style of wrestling. It's hard to argue. You know, his, you know, his size works against him in that company. And, you know, I think Chad is with how WWE books, he's probably best suited in the tag team. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to think of who else on SmackDown would be a good fit with him. I mean, maybe someone like our truth that brings some character to it. And then you have that dichotomy with, you know, Mm-hmm. R-Truth doing the comedy and stuff, Chad Gable with the wrestling, and you could do some entertaining segments, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he did the comedy with Jason Jordan, though, you know what I mean? He, he right. The Jason Jordan straight man, right? Right. God, they were so good and so fun to watch live. I mean, that style of wrestling when he would just put on those exhibitions. Yes, I agree, man. It was yeah. really good. I just don't think it tra- ever translated uh, that well to the main roster. Yeah, I mean, people bringing up Shelton, maybe put them back together, because Shelton's not doing anything either. <laughs> I don't. I'm afraid that's uh, not going to go anywhere. Well, they need to do something. They have no tag teams now. It's back down. The Hardys are injured, which we'll talk about in a minute. Or Jeff Hardy's injured, and and the B team, I guess, is moving to SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good God! <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, Enzo and Cass are available. Crazier things have happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Make it make it happen, creative. Um, so after uh, what was interesting in the Lars segment tonight, no Carmella and Carmella was playing up uh, their uh, little glance exchange on social media all week. But that was bet. interesting. She wasn't I involved bet. tonight. Sorry. I bet she was. That, that dude's about to get a monster push. That's smart. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, you want to be a part of whatever big storyline you can be a part of smart honor. If that's what she's doing. Add yourself to that story as opposed to just being in our truth's corner. Yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> yeah. Dance break, I think, uh, has had its seven seconds at this point. Um, So Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair come out to the ring, cutting promos. Charlotte pointing out that Becky never beat her for the title. Mm -hmm. Becky, and I got to say, I love this, said that what she wants to happen is for Charlotte to step aside, let Bailey, let Mickey James start uh, naming other women on the SmackDown women's roster, get a shot, go to the Mm -hmm. back of the line. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Bailey came out, interrupted that, challenged Charlotte right there. They didn't make it clear what was going to happen tonight, but it did happen tonight. We had Bailey versus Charlotte <clears throat> for a future title opportunity against Becky Lynch. They didn't spoil it. It was going to be Money in the Bank. Um, what did you think of Bailey and her uh, her promo tonight and her match against Charlotte, Matt? The promo was okay. I thought the match was outstanding. I thought uh, we had some really good falses in there. Um, but uh, – Back to Charlotte. I thought Charlotte's yeah. promo was excellent. Her whining has finally, I don't know what the word is, it's finally permeated enough to where it's her thing, right? It's mm-hmm. her, it's her, it's her echo, it's her, her noise, her 
ism, whatever you want to call it, it's her. It's Charlotte Flair. She's right? not memorizing a script. Yes. Like, it feels like her. Yeah. And she's not being her dad and, 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 and all that. even the woo is coming in at the right time. It feels like everything feels like it's gelling. And I feel like I'm watching Charlotte Flair be Charlotte Flair. And a little bit of predictability, I've always told you guys, is a good thing when you're a character because you want to be able to semi-predict what they're going to say or do in certain situations. That's how we emotionally invest in them because we can have a little bit of predictability in how they'll handle things. So when they don't, after a while, we get shocked and we get even more entertained, but we got to get there first. And she's been really laying the pay, uh, the, 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 the bricks and the foundation to get where she's at right now. And I think she's the the show as far as female wrestling goes. I really, really do. Becky, I want to point out, I don't know what it is. Do you guys like her gear? I know it's a weird question to ask. Kind of kill Billish. It's okay. Yeah, as badass as she is, does that does that look bad? I don't. I just think like I don't know what I'd put her in. I don't know what I would suggest. I just know it's not. It's just like a yellow stripe on the side. I'm not like. Well, it's tough to coordinate when you've got a blue belt and a red belt. Like I said, it's a weird question. I just asked. It's like it's like Cena's first trunks when he first came on. Yes, the, yes, that's what that's the what I'm Dewalt for. look. You know what I mean? Like, like she's, dude, she's badass personified. You know, Mrs. Yeah. Shootster, right? She's a shooter now, basically. And the mic is the way I always watch when she comes out, and I hope we're gonna hear something new out of her mouth each week. So, I don't know. Something with her gear, even at Mania, I was like, out of the three girls, her gear, not her physique, not her look, nothing, but her gear specifically seemed the least overwhelming. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Overwhelming. I also also thought her entrance was a bit shortchanged compared they to Ronda having her on her entrance yet again. Yeah, I also just felt like in this this promo, Charlotte just I felt like she kind of overshadowed Becky in this point. Right? Yes, this promo. like she came across like just so much bigger. If that makes sense, um, she did. She but like a huge star. Yeah, I think a lot of people were pointing out that ba- they felt like Bailey should have won. I don't agree. Bailey's been so cold. I felt like this only helped Bailey, like Bailey being in there with Charlotte and their interaction, and then the match. I think. This helps Bailey. I think they could keep doing that with her, get her up there, build her up, and then yes. she can have that feud with Charlotte later this summer. And, and she needs to eventually beat her, though. She yeah. does she, to, to build that next big, you know, big thing, or whatever you want to call it, next big female, rather, in that division to take on uh, Beck. But um, it was a great match, real good match, good falls. Yeah, yeah. I think character-wise, Bailey needs uh, to kick it into fifth gear before she's in the title picture because tonight, I mean, I wasn't feeling her character really. I think that. Mm-hmm. She's got to tell the story a bit more. Yeah. I don't know if they want her to turn. I mean, her as a baby face against heel Charlotte would be money. Well, yeah. look, what do you well, hang on real quick? What do you do though? Because like she yeah. does have a great character. Yeah. Who the hell doesn't like, you know, who doesn't like her? Every I everybody does. Um, all the fans generally do. They've just done a piss poor job of displaying, you know, like what a great like again, we talk about I was talking about Roman Reigns earlier. I would argue she's the damn same damn way. She's a true blue baby face in real life. Yeah, I, th- I just think she probably needs to evolve a little bit too. And I'm not saying a heel turn. What do you but, mean, no hugs? Yeah, get rid of the hugs. Get rid of the, the, the you know the the car uh, the car dealership you know flying flying yeah. people and uh, just you know a little more serious. You're still a, a baby face. You're still nice, but you're not going to be taken advantage of. You, you're you've mm-hmm. grown. You've matured, and you're you know you're not going to be taken advantage of in a feud with someone like Charlotte. Get there and by SummerSlam, because on the the women's side on on SmackDown, she's the one I see the most as far as uh, having a main event feud with uh, with Charlotte. Yes. And yeah. so, yeah. So we're we're all in agreement. Charlotte's probably going to win the SmackDown Women's Championship at Money in the Bank. That's what I think. Ooh, uh, I think it's still too. Well, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what, what's the prediction? Bailey takes it off, right? Eventually. Yeah, maybe at SummerSlam. A nice chase. That'd be yeah. a good chase if they do it right. Yeah, and I think you have Becky on Raw, so she's you know exclusive to Raw. Charlotte's exclusive to SmackDown, so you give them a break. Someone pointing out in our uh, mm. in our chat that uh, Becky's five and two against Charlotte on pay per view, so they have wrestled a lot. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, so good this call, gives guys. them a break. You put them on separate brands. They do their own things, and you know next year at WrestleMania, if they're still the two hottest, you know the two hottest women in the company. Yeah. You maybe do something then, or hopefully someone else comes up too, so you can freshen things up. And uh, to what we were talking about, I think we we're talking about this off the air. Have Lacey Evans 
just snap after losing, beat the crap out of Becky. Maybe Becky has to forfeit the match or barely competes at all when Charlotte wins. I don't know. There's a lot of different ways you could go with it, but I think. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think she forfeits, but yeah, I think she's, she's left beaten down and maybe Charlotte just comes right then for her match. And, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. They're back to back. Yeah. And then yeah. Charlotte just kind of, it's easy picking. Charlotte gets the cheap yes. win. Doesn't hurt yeah. Becky. You nope. get the belt separated. You get Lacey over too. Yeah. And yeah, then you could keep Lacey going with Becky. I think with Lacey, so we were joking about this, Matt. I know uh, you reacted. Uh, stuck in the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the blast from the past theory. So people tried sending her some jokes because she's on Cameo now. So people tried sending her that stuff as jokes, some of the stuff we've been talking about on Twitter. And Lacey Evans was like stone-faced, no sense of humor, cutting these dry promos, which work for her character. But that's the thing. I'm saying she's not showing any emotion at all. No humor, no rage, no passion. So I would hmm. love to see her just snap tears streaming after getting beat by Becky, just go like completely mental on her and beat her up after the bell rings and show something that's not poise. I think that will show that she's got this deadly dark side behind well, the uh, facade. Well, real quick, when you yeah. say she's no selling so face, you mean doing her thing where she takes the handkerchief out and does the wiping her Yeah, wiping I'm just thinking she seems stuff. so poised and put together. Like there's no emotion there. But like her character is just we like that this is just a first layer i know we i like know this first layer we want but, to experience more but we want it to right sizzle take its time you know yeah. what i mean let, but that's let, what i'm saying rage to... rage would be an awesome first thing to break that layer after the dude, match that's a fifth way. layer though yeah. we're talking. <laughs> this is, this <laughs> this is her first pay-per-view match dude. you know first singles match but do you know what i mean like 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 i mean because glenn she's a legit badass about i agree yeah, like, I, I, drill I sergeant her... or marine or something like that she's supposedly like legit badass in real life so like let's get there but let's not give everybody that overnight yeah i yeah. wouldn't do the tears and everything but yeah, having, tears, her, having her beat the hell out of becky after losing that kind of fits with her gimmick anyway because she's been attacking becky after her match anyway uh some people are saying that it's too early for becky to lose i kind of disagree i think her being on raw and really? smackdown each week is kind of overexposing her a bit and i feel like her being on one show will actually help her and here's the thing glenn and raj rather i'm sorry here's the thing raj is like i i okay i agree with the fans because that was my first reaction i didn't say it but that was my first thought when you when you guys were bringing up her losing right away to charlotte here um then we talked about the record being five and two so i didn't get back to it but i was thinking the same thing the fans are here because what we're going to end up doing is if she loses that title we're going to remember what a flop we're going to come back to it and say what a flop that was they put two titles on on becky lynch they overexposed her like the next month or 30 to 60 days, and then she lost the titles too quickly. We will come back and we will say those words. I guarantee it if she loses this title. It'll be a year from now. It'll be six months from now when we say, hey, remember when Becky was red hot and they screwed it all up? Okay. You know, this will be part of it. So I don't, I, don't, I don't think she should be losing this early either. I really don't. Yeah. Well, if she doesn't, they shouldn't have her on both shows. Have her do a feud for a while mm -hmm. on Raw, then a feud for a while on SmackDown. But having her, you know, two shows each week, I just think it just, uh, I don't know. She comes across as less of a star every week since WrestleMania. And, and I don't want to see them going in that direction just because I think she has been, uh, you know, the, the best thing they've they've had over the last, well, outside of her and Daniel Bryan over the last yes. eight months. I think it's hard to write two feuds at the same time and have them both be compelling and dynamic. Right. So no, it's not. They they've okay. done this before. <laughs> when Monday when SmackDown and Raw were on and The Rock and Stone Cold and all those guys wrestled back to back shows, they were able to do it. But they they were usually involved in one feud, and it was just on both shows. Like oh they, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. As far as having two separate feuds on two different shows. It, it but gets they them. weren't overexposed, and nobody started like turning on them because they saw them two week, two two days a week. Well, Rock and Stone Cold, they they had separate brands when they were on, right? Like they they kept they had the brand split. Like when you were on Matt, they they kept them yeah, separate. But not attitude, no, not attitude. I mean, right? But Rock, I mean, yeah, they didn't have SmackDown until you know after like two thousand. But yeah, what? Well, yeah. And you know who's kind of burying it is Becky. If you look on Twitter, her promos talking about how like, oh, just another blonde who uh, you know wants a shot at my title. Like she's making it seem like there's no difference between Lacey and Charlotte lumping them all in together. I don't think that's good for WWE either. You know. Hmm. I see why she says that though. But okay. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, and, but that's the point. Like, there's right. a lot of truth to it. But <laughs> you don't want your talent saying that. We're all saying that, but Becky <laughs> yes. shouldn't be saying that. Yeah. 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 Um, 
So we got uh, another Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse segment tonight, the same way they aired last night. Uh, this is still, I'm still a fan of this. I it's watched it twice on today on YouTube. I watched it twice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was just as good the second time for sure actually yeah I, I watched it again too this is the first time i think since uh i think probably since the batista angle that i've watched something on raw a second time yeah um and a, qu- a quick uh correction smackdown was summer of 99 so yeah it's close oh, so long ago yeah. um and yeah charlotte flair won against bailey on the figure four and then immediately afterwards Becky announced that it will be Money in the Bank where she'll compete twice, once against Lacey for the Raw Women's title, once against Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's title. Main event tonight, we got Kofi Kingston versus Shinsuke Nakamura with Kevin Owens on commentary. And were you – well, Raj, you weren't surprised. You were just sitting there counting down for this, right? That uh, I mean, the interference from Rusev and Lana was nice, I thought. In the yeah, I mean, I I figured it was either going to happen. I mean, I knew. I mean, I figured there was going to be Owens and Kofi at, at Money in the Bank. I just didn't know if they would do it this week because they have so many weeks to go until Money in the Bank, or they hold it off for a week and they have a natural tag match there with, you know, Kofi and Owens against Nakamura and and, and uh, Rusev. But yeah, they did it this week. I thought it was good. Um, you know, I hope this brings it a little change in Kofi. Like when I see him right now. He doesn't feel like the guy. And I, I just think tweak his mm-hmm. look a little bit, his outfit, mm-hmm. um, make him look more um, stand out, not wearing the same thing as Xavier. And, uh, you know, it's the same thing we've been yeah. saying. Uh, just give him more individual promos, show yeah. some fire, and, you know, present him like a champion. Kofi on his own needs to do this too, though. One would yeah. think, dude, here's your chance. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, dude. Like, no offense to your boys, you're, you're not dissing them by, by wearing different gear. Now is the time, dude. You can always go back to that the three-man group, dude. You're the champ. You know what I mean? Go out there and try something that you've uh, – we all have something in our head when we're the world heavyweight champion, I'm sure. I'd like to think so as far as maybe gear goes or a character goes or a change in pace or something. Yeah. Especially with Big E out, although you think of Money in the Bank, he comes back and makes the save of some sort. No, <laughs> I think they break the group up, and I think Big E turns as well. Wow. It would, it would give them a, a, a jolt. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I just think you look at Kofi and you look at, look at Roman. I, I think Kofi, yeah, to, to your point, Matt, study tapes. Really, you, You've got this opportunity to run with it, you know, really try to do everything you can to make yourself stand out mm-hmm. and, you know, make yourself look like a superstar because the fans are behind you now. It's just yourself to, to, to sell people that you – deserve to be in the spot you're at you want to hear something crazy he could go back to the green trunks at this point and it would be considered like an homage or a throwback at this point it's been so long that i think it would be new do you know what i mean just a change up of the look right yeah i don't know he's gotten a bit skinnier since back then i don't know if he's you know if if he would look too skinny in trunks i don't know i i kind of thought that was why he moved to 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 tights to begin with Mm, maybe and that's why Christian always wore him. Yeah, because Kofi used to be pretty pretty jacked up when he first started. Boom. Exciting. Uh, Justin Labar just DM me. He's going to interview uh, the puppeteer who did the Bray Wyatt <clears throat> sketch. Matt, when you listened to that, did it sound like Abby the Witch to you? Or did you hear Pammy the Witch? There was debate on Twitter. During SmackDown, nothing. And Justin, are you kidding me? You just wasted <laughs> our time on the air. And hey, you we're, interrupted. We're, we're... Hang on, you interrupted my Glenn Rubenstein during our show for that garbage. Come on, dude. I mean, what's good lord? Whatever. Um, hey, I'm just counting down the minutes till no. Cobra Kai, Matt. We got an hour and seven oh, minutes to that. Wait, um, dude. Yeah. No, no, no offense. Nobody gives a sh- crap. <laughs> We you, would be, to, you would be surprised how many people are talking about it <laughs> come on guys you guys are way better than this come on <laughs> we have to keep ourselves entertained matt Ugh. i'm sure i mean i'm sure wwe has it mentioned somewhere in some tweet you know what the the name is i'm pretty sure it's abby yeah. it makes sense and mercy is obviously a, a playoff yeah. of Waylon mercy yeah. um you know who which was dan spivey's old gimmick which was very similar to bray wyatt back Great in the 90s for people that don't remember that or weren't fans it was actually a really cool gimmick. It was. It was cool. 
in the cr- cartoony period too, where he he really stood out, but they just never he his injuries caught up to him. He, he couldn't really go anywhere with it. It was right when Cape Fear was out. Yeah, I I think it's funny how excited people are for this Bray return and this revamp. I mean, it's kind of nice, right? I feel like a lot of the time we're speculating. We're talking about the possibilities. Like, this is what wrestling should be, thinking about, oh, this could happen and this could happen and wouldn't it be cool if we don't get enough of that anymore. That's what I miss as a fan. So is he going to bring, like, a a wagon with those puppets to the ring? I'm, You know, I'm wondering where they're going with it once he actually (laughs) wrestles, right? Right. Um, Here's the – honestly, I I watched it two more times on YouTube earlier, right, today, and I saw the gimmick where he had his gloves on, right? Yeah. So evil and the other side, whatever the hell it said. Hurt and heal. Hurt and heal, right? And it it hit, like, that heel music really quick for, like, two seconds, and then it was back to, hi, I'm me, whatever his gimmick is. Now, happy, happy, good guy. And I wonder if he's still going to be heel in a way, and he's just luring us all in right now. Um. It, that's what that's it's, it's endless possibilities is my point and he's taking a huge risk with this a huge risk yeah um and how the freak do not applaud that first of all his first gimmick bray wyatt was a huge risk to begin with i remember watching it when he's starting in an F- fcw you know what i mean i was like oh boy this is not this what is he doing um you know what i mean because at that time his brother was the one that was more over and the, yeah they were a tag team and fcw tag champions his brother was way more over bo dallas and was the man and then it was like well what is this is a huge risk this isn't gonna work and it worked and then he blew up right and he's doing it again i'm like these are not just normal risks you guys these are like the stuttering character but making it work like oh taking yeah something and insane could, yeah it could blow up in his face big time and if they book him badly like if he's losing to andrade right off the bat you know yeah. uh it can it can hurt him but and this is why rise it's important they give people wins they always right. argue back with us like oh wins and losses doesn't matter and i'm like it does though it right. does matter sometimes like it's that momentum it shows where you are in the pecking order um, yeah, yeah. just it, when people see you in a certain way, it, it just makes you seem more and more like a star. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very curious to see where they go with it. I think yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, and you know, with those promos, cause it, it was, it would seem like Bray is kind of doing the baby face thing and then go kind of crazy for a second, then baby face and going crazy. Then he's got a chainsaw, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's, uh, I really, I really dig, I really dug him and I'm, I'm eager to see more of them. No, it's super, super interesting. Uh, speaking of promos, Alistair Black also had a promo tonight. Perhaps not as intriguing as Bray Wyatt's. How but the hell did I miss this? I missed this somehow. It was kind of dull. It was him against just a basic background, kind of dark. What was he talking about, Raj? People like boxing him in? I forgot already. Yeah, it was it, it was a dark background. I think was he outside and it was dark. Now it was I mean it was daytime when they were there. So isn't this crazy? So you have like the satanic dude tonight got upstaged by a guy hosting a kid show in terms of creepiness. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I wonder if that meant Alistair Black's going heel. Um let's see. Yeah, we shall. Uh all in all, I thought pretty good, pretty good smackdown tonight. Right? Great. Great clothes with KO turning oh, and yeah. Yelling, freaking out at Kofi. That was fantastic. Um Yeah. Yeah. This feels did, right. Good yeah, show. I didn't like the I didn't like the first hour that much, but I thought the second hour more and made up for it. The stuff with Charlotte and and Bailey and, and the Kofi stuff, I thought and Owens was awesome. So really strong second hour. Yeah, and uh I'm gonna be happy once the title is back on Charlotte. I think it, I just have to sort of grin and bear it until that point because we've seen this before. I don't think they're going to throw us any great curveballs. I don't think so. We could be surprised, but who knows? Well, it could be Charlotte loses, Lacey loses, and then someone cashes in money on the bank after Bailey loses this. I mean, Ooh. Becky loses the second match. Ooh. And, you know, so you have a surprise there. And, and again, you could still do uh, someone from Bailey. What's that? You could hot shot Bailey that way, right? Um. You okay. could, yeah, you could you turn Bailey heel with it by having her, you know, cheat to get it. Yeah, actually, that would be kind of that'd be kind of interesting way to go about it. Yeah. But, uh, do you think Bailey has a confidence to come out and cut a promo on Charlotte, like that you just got outplayed by the true dirtiest player in the game? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think Bailey's got that in her. I would love Let's to be see. proven wrong. You know? It would sound like she's mo- like imitating Ric Flair as a fan for sure if she did. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Sasha would of- be great in that role. Yes. Oh. 
So Sasha, like, yeah, that would be a great surprise if she was a surprise in the Money in the Bank and cashed in, and then uh, you know took the SmackDown Women's title. So Becky's on Raw, can't get a revenge on Sasha, and then you build that up <laughs> to later in the year. You know? Yeah, that's actually money right there. Like I would pay money for that, actually. Yeah. So what's up with Sasha? What's the latest word? Uh, she's, still, she's still on vacation with Callisto. <laughs> she's still gone. There's rumors that she uh, is thinking about sitting out the rest of her contract, which, you know, we've seen what happened with Neville. You, WWE doesn't really allow it. They won't release you. Uh, they will extend it for the period that you're not working. And they've done that with people with injuries. So um, I would guess she's, she'll, you know, she knows that. And I, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows where her head's at right now? But nothing's uh, really changed. She's still on the outs with the company. She's not, uh, they haven't worked anything out yet. Okay. Um, speaking <laughs> of Ric Flair earlier, it was announced uh, he's going to be roasted at StarCast 2 in Vegas coming up. It's going to be sponsored by Blue Chew. Very excited to have helped put that deal together. And uh, who's not going to be at StarCast? The Undertaker and Kurt Angle. WWE uh, flexed their muscles a bit because they've re-signed them both to contracts and are forbidding Undertaker and Kurt Angle from appearing for meet and greets and photo ops in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of a, I mean, that was the biggest uh, announcement that they had for StarCast was Taker. Uh, I mean, it shocked a lot of people. I mean, it just went, the word of that just went crazy. So you could see uh, Vince and WWE were not happy with it. Who gets that money? I'm sure WWE probably. Uh, so Conrad Thompson did a interview with Sports Illustrated, and he said that Vince basically said that they would take care of you know any any losses or whatever, and they'd work with them on getting somebody else. Conrad asked for Shawn Michaels, and he actually asked for like I think Triple he asked H. for Vince and Stephanie or Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> it's like good luck with that. Um, and I'm sure he was just you know well, negotiating he, higher to to get something, but uh, I guess they haven't them. gotten back to him. So there's no one filling in for Taker right now. There and yeah, he's been pulled. He's not going to be at Starcast. And for Triple H and Stephanie, he offered to donate 100 of the proceeds to Connor's Cure and match those donations himself right. if he got Triple H or Stephanie or Vince. Right. That would have been huge. Yeah. So was I'm sorry if Undertaker did this show, Undertaker would keep the money. Yeah. Was he was he independently hired? I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. The, I uh, guess okay. uh, the contract wasn't finalized with WWE. Assuming he's going to be wrestling in Saudi Arabia as part of that renewed package. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a huge deal. I mean, Double or Nothing is going to be awesome. Starcast is going to be awesome. I'm going to be there. Raja, you're going as well, right? I'm going for a couple days, and then yeah. I'm, I'm going to be back before Double or Nothing, so we could do the podcast that night. But yeah. But a lot of people were going specifically because you don't get to meet the Undertaker even at most WWE meet and greets. Right. And he had some stuff in the UK scheduled. Uh, it was supposed to be a Q&A and then, uh, you know, taking photos and signing autographs. WWE stepped in on that. So he won't be doing the Q&A. Mick Foley's doing the Q&A. And Taker will still go, though, to do the photos and, and the signings. But they he won't do the Q&A. Did they say how much he was going to get to do StarCast? I forget what the price is. It was something his quote was like 75 grand an hour or something like that. Wasn't it originally rush? I I think I thought it was like 25, but um, Uh, maybe, maybe that's it. It was three hours. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could look it up real quick. Hold on one second. Yeah. Could you imagine Matt getting that much per hour? No, 25 grand. Crazy. I'll be honest. I thought it was more. I really did. Cause he's undertaker kind of, I don't know. I thought like maybe, some insane, insane, insane amount of money. People pay for those meet and greets, man. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever have That's you ever done the, even the Comic Con circuit, Matt, or any of that stuff? Do you ever do any of those? I can't. Yeah, I can't. I mean, just I read about it all the time, and there are people that not names like Matt Morgan. I mean, we're talking like people that were like B level on the shows that only I remember from the eighties and nineties. They're getting fifty bucks, a hundred bucks for a photo and an autograph. Kind of insane. That's that's kind of cool though. They're here those guys um yeah well you're in you're in rome right in that moment right here with all yeah. these other wrestlers that you want to autographs. What, what is it raj so uh, right now I'm, I'm seeing like the for that uk appearance he was only charging 150 per photo uh for fans and i'm only well i mean you know what what's the rate on target and i'm looking i don't think we have we have his general rate which is 
Give me two more seconds. Oh, so Taker's been doing things like this before? I didn't know that. He's done a couple signings so far. Like auto shows, stuff like that. Right. Pretty cool. And stuff for Kane when Kane was running for sheriff or mayor or whatever. That's awesome. That's cool. It's a crazy world, man. Uh, Let's talk about the Hardys and I'll find the Taker here. Oh, yeah. So what's up with Jeff Hardy? Is he injured? Here we go. Um, So Taker, yeah, he's charging $25,000 per hour within the U.S. and more from that overseas. So, Rightfully so. That's a -A B-I-T-C-H of a flight, dude. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jeff Hardy hurt his leg uh, at a house show on Saturday night. It's not known how serious it is. He didn't wrestle on Sunday. Uh, He was in Matt's corner on Sunday was not he was at the show on Monday, but never uh, was at ringside or anything. So that Monday SmackDown live event. So um, don't know yet to the extent that he's injured, but yeah, the Hardys had just won the tag titles a couple weeks ago, and uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Man, I hope, I hope he continues to do a great job. Very proud of him how how, how he's maintained his sobriety. Yeah, and yeah. SmackDown needs the, the the tag division. They need them right now because they got nobody yeah, with everyone going raw. Desperately, but imagine all the pain that that dude's in from all the crazy things he's done over the years with you know his manu- the maneuvers off the top of the ladders and things like that. But imagine that, right? And you dull and you numb the pain with painkillers for all those years. Now you're being asked no more. You can't do painkillers anymore. You can't do anything to numb that pain. Go get him, Tiger. At this age, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, holy crap, that's impressive to me. Yeah. I Did you guys? Oh no, it's. I, I mean, it's hard to fathom looking at, I mean, these guys have not ever taken the easy road uh, at all. I, I mean, know. Matt, Matt has uh, slowed down a little bit in recent years, but Jeff certainly has not. And, and, and Matt's been looking fantastic since he came back as far as his much uh, better. Yeah. yeah. Good. As far as his just be, with the shape he's in and, and his yeah. physique and everything. Did you guys see the custom pinball machine that Rebby got him on Twitter? He was posting about no. Oh my God. She had like this complete, a Matt Hardy pinball machine uh, <laughs> custom done for him. It's amazing. Like, go on his Twitter, uh, watch the video of it. That's it's cool. really cool. I mean, none of us will ever receive the school of a gift right. in our lifetime. Absolutely incredible. All right. Uh, real quick, uh, one thing I, want, I did want to mention the raw ratings. Um, raw did 2.374 million viewers, down 11% from last week. Uh, they were up against the NBA playoffs. They were down 24% from last year, the same week when they were against the NBA playoffs. So that 25% drop from last year has been staying consistent pretty much since WrestleMania. So it's a, it's a big drop. And and one thing is the from the first hour to the third hour, there was it dropped 20%. So when people talk about viewing habits and things like that, it's not like – People are watching, you know, on cable for the first hour and then switching to to streaming or something on the in the third. People are not sticking around for the show. So, uh, well, the, what do you expect when the first guy to win the match, the triple threat, was AJ Styles, and the second guy was Baron Corbin? That yeah, keep you to the third hour, Raj. If you weren't doing this podcast, would you have stuck around for the third hour of Raw for that main event? I, I would have not no. stuck around for most no. third hours, <laughs> no. or a lot of them. Yeah, but with that, they're just telling you straight up, like, you can change the channel, guys. It's going to be okay. Pretty <laughs> sure who's winning this one. I'm just a curiosity to see if they're going with AJ versus just Seth. You can read that on the internet, Raj. You don't need to actually watch to find out if that's happening. Yeah. And the only reason you're doing that is because you run your own website and you're doing a podcast, I would argue. As a normal <laughs> Joe Blow fan, I don't think you'd care. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so there you have it. Uh, Backlash has been moved. When has it been moved to? So it's uh, two weeks after um, the Saudi Arabia show. (laughs) So So the next pay-per-view after Saudi Arabia is named Backlash. (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) ironic. But it was originally supposed to be taking place in San Diego on June 16th. Uh, That's now going to be a house show. And the pay-per-view is now going to be from... Uh, Tacoma, Washington on June 23rd. So, yeah. Okay. Backlash, they're still doing it. So you're going to have two big shows within a couple weeks in in June. Yeah. Let's see if uh, Saudi Arabia can keep out of the headlines for the next six weeks. (laughs) We'll see. Yeah. No, no. No, no. (laughs) I don't want to predict. I mean, it's just this is just a bad relationship. For so many reasons. Uh, but we'll elaborate on that as we get closer, I'm sure. Um, okay, folks. Matt Morgan, what do you want to plug? 
Um, nothing. Okay. Nothing. I'm hope um, we will be naming our next city mayor this upcoming Monday, and uh, we shall see. I, I have no idea where the other in our city our commissioners vote on our city mayor amongst each other. Oh, so you could get it. And so I stand one in five chance, chance right? It's me and four other commissioners. So fingers crossed. We'll show nice. Steiner math's working in your favor. Uh, Raj, what do we got coming up on the site? Uh, we got an interview with Darren Young, who's been talking about, he talked to us about uh, the pitches he made to AEW, creative, uh, you know, talent being unhappy in WWE, how it was when he was backstage over there. Gail Kim talking to us about... Uh, the women being in the main event of WrestleMania, intergender wrestling, the changes that have happened since she's been with the knockouts division, uh, Teddy Long, Greg the Hammer Valentine, Marco Stunts, it, just tons of stuff on the site. It, it, and there's tons of news this week. It's been just nonstop. So uh, keep checking it out. And, uh, and we appreciate you guys uh, supporting the site. But perhaps the most important thing happening this week happens in less than an hour when season two of Cobra <laughs> Kai drops on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to be live tweeting along. Follow me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, and we will catch you back here. And Glenn, we might need to do a podcast for that. We, we should very well may. What are we using for a hashtag? I'll go on with you guys. What are you? I'm, I'm just using Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll I'll join you guys too. Cool, man. Uh, <laughs> and we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. See you in fifty.